This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, <clears throat> good morning. Shalom Aleichem everyone, Bruchem Aboem. Welcome to the Kailal Agra de Pirka National Share. This week we begin Parshas Sefer Shemais. Just a little bit of a heads up, this year is every Monday at 11.40, but uh, next week, Monday, there will not be a shear, and then we'll resume uh, in the beginning of the, the new calendar year. Uh, so we begin Sefer Shemois now, and Sefer Shemois has a number of names. The, the name we're most familiar, familiar with, of course, is Sefer Shemois. And what we would like to do today is examine the various names of Sefer Shemais and try to get an understanding. What is the mahus, what is the essence, what is the uh, theme, the common idea of this Sefer that makes it Sefer B'fnei So let's begin with the words of the Ramban. The Ramban, in his introduction to Shemais, says very important and basic information regarding Sefer Bereshis. Namely, the Ramban says as follows. Um, if anybody uh, needs the Maramakoimais, so we have them up here on the Zoom screen. If anybody wants to get them uh, to their inbox, they could subscribe. You could go to our site, rabbidg.com, and you could get uh, all the Maramakoimais, whether it's the Wednesday share or the Friday share. So Ramban says like this, Hishlam of Sefer Bereshis. The Pasuk completes the book of Bereshis, Shehu Sefer Hayitzira. The book of Bereshis is the book of creation. The renewal of the world, the creation of the world, and the formation of everything that has been formed. So the Ramban uh, establishes a new name for Genesis, for the, for the first Sefer, and namely that is the book of creation. And that's an appropriate name as it speaks about the creation of the world. But the obvious problem is that may be an appropriate name for Parshas Bereshis, but why is that a name for the entire Sefer? Why, why speak about the stories and the narratives of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov and refer to it as Sefer HaYitzira? So the Ramban says, no, the activities and the affairs of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov also are part of this creative process because they created the future history of the Jewish people. The happenings of all the Avais, Shehem Ke'inyan Yitzira Lazaram, because what occurred to them was some form of creation to their descendants. Then they should call Mikrehem, because all of their happenings, Tsiure Devarim, were the images of matters, Lirmais, to allude, Lahidian, to make known, Koha Asad Lavai. Lahem, everything that is destined to come to them. So in other words, the Ramban is saying that the reason why Bereshus is the book of creation because in fact, the entire Bereshus speaks about the creation of the world. Parshas Bereshus talks about the creation of the physical world and the narratives of the Avos HaKadoshim speak about the creation of the history of the Jewish people. We humbly suggested there's a, that there's another dimension of this, namely that the activities of the Avais create not only the history of the Jewish people, but also create the personality of the Jewish people. As Reb Chaim tells us in Perkei Avais, that through the ten tests that Avram Avinu passed, Asara Nisyoinois Nisnase Avraham Avinu, he bequeathed to his descendants the ability to pass these challenges, whether to say Gamzu whether to desire to go to Eretz Yisrael, whether or not to question the ways of Hashem, 
So the, the challenges that the Avais overcame created the spiritual DNA of the Jewish people. But now let's talk about Sefer Shemais. After completing creation, it speaks about another Sefer regarding the activities and the fruition that comes from those Ramazim. What the Ramban means as follows. The activities of the forefathers portend what would happen to their children. So Avram Avinu went down to Mitzrayim. That was a remez to the Jewish people going down to Mitzrayim. And Sarah was abducted. That was a remez to V'chol Habas Techayun. And uh, the fact that um, Sarah was taken... There, and the, their Avraham was in danger. That was a remez to call Haben Hayiloid And the fact that God plagued Pharaoh when Sarah was taken to his palace was a remez to the was a remez to the Makois. And the fact that Yaakov ran away from Lavan for seven days that was a remez to Klai Yisrael leaving Mitzrayim and the Mitzrayim running after us. And the fact that that Yaakov split the Yardin is a remez to Kriyas Yamsuf. So Sefer Shemois talks about the fruition of what is portend through the activities of the Avais. Therefore, says Ramban, the Nesiachet Sefer Vela Shemais, Sefer Shemais has been designated to speak about the exile, Harishain, Hanigzar, that was decreed, Beferosh, explicitly, Uvagulamimenu, and the redemption from it. That's why Shemois begins by enumerating again the names of the Jews that went down to Egypt. Why do I need to know again? Ruvain, Shema, and Levi, Yehuda, we went through that already in Vayigash. The answer is, whatever was said in Vayigash was said regarding Sefer Hayitzira. But now this is the book of Golos and Geula. Kiridasam, says Ramban, this was already written, because their descent was the beginning of the Golos, that's when the Golos started. Okay, so now the Ramban has given us the theme of Sefer Shemais, namely, exile and redemption. So you'll say, well, in that case, Sefer Shemais should end in Parshas B'Shalach, when Klal Yisrael left Mitzrayim and you say, okay, we need more than parsha Shemais Vayi We need more than to leave. We need to get out of the Yamsuf. Okay, so we'll throw B'Shalach in as well. But why was Parshas Yisroi included in the Sefer Hagu'ula? Why was the Malachas Hamishka and Shuma created included in the Sefer Hagu'ula? So the Ramban says, nishlam. The redemption is not complete. Aryoim. The, the, the exile is not complete. Until we get back to their original place. What is there, what's the original place? Just uh, if you could kindly mute. What's the original place? The original place was back to Eretz Yisrael. Until we get back to Eretz Yisrael, we are not considered redeemed. But moreover, the Ramban says, We need to get back to the level of their forefathers. 
So when it says Ramban, and these are famous words, but we're going to try to elaborate on this. When the Jewish people left Egypt, even though we left bondage, we're still considered exiles. They were in a foreign land. Confused, locked in. So Ramban says a very important Nakuda. That not until we came to Sinai, not until we came to Harsinai, the Asuah Mishkan, we made the Mishkan, Vishav HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Rebbe Hashem returned, Vishri Shkinas Vainam, and he resided among them, Oz Shavu El Malas Only then were we reverted back, did we return to the level of our forefathers, which is Shahaya Soid which was the secret of Rebbe Hashem resting on their tents. In other words, like this. What, is, what does it mean? At what point in time do Klal Yisrael become redeemed? The answer is we're not redeemed until we return to the level that we started at. Well, what level did we start at? The level of the Avais. Now, let's understand. What is the Madriga of the Avais? The Madriga of the Avais is that the Shechina rests on, upon their tents. Remember when Sari Meno died and Yitzchak married Rivka? So Chazal say the Shechina that had departed from Sarah's tent returned. The level of the Avais was the level of the Shechina residing in their tent. I heard from Harav Avigdor Miller, Zechazak Levracha, that the Iker Hashras Hashechina was on, in the home of a, is in the home of a Jew. As we see, the main Hashras Hashechina was in the home of Avram Avinu. The Mishkan was just an attempt to be able to retrieve and get back to that original level of Avram Avinu. As Chazal say, the Aves HaKtoshim were the chariot of Hashem Shechina. The Oz Nechshavugulim. Not until the final Pasuk of Sefer Shemais that the Shechina resided on the Mishkan. Then and only then we were considered redeemed. V'lachain Nishlam HaSefer Hazeh. That is why Sefer Shemais concludes. The Hashlima Yinyin HaMishkan. The completion of the Mishkan. V'yoyz Kvayt Hashem. Malei Yoyzei Tamid. And the perpetual fulfilling of the Mishkan with the Shechina. So the Ramban says the book of Shemais is the book of exile and redemption. So just to end with Beshalach, we're not redeemed, not only not only not, not only we not redeemed until the Torah is given, we are not redeemed until we go back to the Madriga of Avram Avinu, that the Shechina rests on his tent, and that was achieved with the Hakamas HaMishkan and in the final Psukim of Sefer Shemais. So I would like to add a number of points to this. Let us attempt to add uh, perhaps four nekudos to this idea of the Ramban. The Ramban is saying that the reason why Shemais is the book of redemption is because we are not redeemed until the, Mish- the Shechina returns to the Mishkan as it rested on the tent of Avraham Avinu. Let's add as follows. Is the purpose of Shemais merely to go back to the Madriga of Avraham? Or is it even beyond that? Does it even transcend that? Because in Parshas Nasai, when it talks about the Hakamas HaMishkan, it says, Vayihi, Mahu Vayihi. The Rajvi says, Vayihi implies something that was, it stopped, and it reverted. It says, how is the Mishkan something that stopped, how is the Mishkan something that was stopped and reverted? It says the Medrash, 
we find in the beginning of creation, where was the Shekhinah when the Rebbein Shem created Adam? The Shechina resided down here in this world. The Shechina was traveling through the Garden of Eden. And the Shechina left by the Chet of Adam HaRishon. The Shechina that existed in the world at the time of Adam HaRishon Gan Eden, it did not come back until the Mishkan went up. That's why by the Hakamas HaMishkan it says, Vayihi, something that was, it ceased, and it came back. So perhaps we could humbly be moisif to the, the Ramban, that this is another Nakuda why the entire Sefer Shema is the Sefer Hagaula. Not only are we not considered re- going back to the Madrega of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov until the Mishkan is built, it goes beyond that. Sefer Shemois is an attempt to go back to the Madrega of Adam Arishan in Gan Eden. What was the Madrega of Adam Arishan in Gan Eden? Vayishmu Eskol Hashem Alekim Eshalech Bagon Hashras Hashchina Betachtoinim So not until the end of Shemois, when the Shechina resided on the Mishkan, not only did we go back to the Madrega of the Avois, we went back to the Madrega of Adam Arishan in Gan Eden. That's the Geula. It's not different than the Ramban, because as we know, the Avais were merely the Tikkun of Adam Arishan. But the emphasis is on, not only are we going back to the Madrega of the Avais, but basically we're going back to the Madrega of Adam Harishain in Gan Eden. So that's Nukuda number one. Let's look in the Nitziv. The Nitziv says that even though the Balei HaMedrash referred to Shemais as Sefer Shemais, like we find in Bereshis Rabbah, Vayhi'ar, Neged Sefer Shemois. The Ramban calls it Sefer Hagaula, and lo and behold, the Bahag, the Baal Halachas Gedoylois, has come up with this really novel and unique and creative name for Sefer Shemois. You know what he called it? Book 2, Chumasheni. Now it's not like the Bahag lost any creativity when he got to the other names. Bereshus, he gives a name. Bereshus. Vayikra, Sefer Kayanim. Bamidbar, Chumash HaPikudim. Devarah, Mishnah Torah. And this is really not the Bahag's invention, but the Gemara in Sait Alamad Vav Lamad Beis refers to Shemais as Book 2. The Gemara says, not like Chumash HaPikudim, but rather like Book 2. And then Nitziv is troubled. He says that the expression of our Chachamim is certainly... Uh, worthy of our analysis, because Mimanavshach, either give all the books, but call them 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, or give them all names, but why refer to Shemais as book 2? Did the Bahag run out of names when he got to Shemais? So the Nitziv offers the following shot. If Sefer Shemais is called book 2, then it must be that it's part 2 of Bereshus. And somehow Sefer Shemais, Sefer Bereshus is incomplete without Sefer Shemais. Somehow Sefer Shemais is the completion of Bereshus. Namely, says the Netziv, Ella Balelam Deinu, look where my arrow is, it's coming to teach, that this Sefer specifically, Husheni, the Sefer Bereshus, is two relative to book one. 
Why? Kihi chelak sheni mizasefer. It's part two of this book. Hainu boy nigmar seder habria. That is, in it is completed the arrangement of the bria. Uchamamorim zal. In other words, creation is not complete until sefer sheni, because we know bereishis baraleikim. Why did God create the world? Bishvil Yisrael for the Jewish people. They are the Tachlis Ha'olam, that there should be one Uma, which is Chelek Hashem Amoy, and certainly that was not fulfilled in Hilkali Sa'olaf Mitzrayim, and they came to their Tachlis, namely Kabbalah Sa'toyrah, and part of that Tachlis, the Ritzib says interestingly, She'yiruyim li'ais la'ar goyim, that they're worthy to be a light unto the nations, Zahamidam ha'yidiyas ha'olam, to to bring them to the true knowledge, as I explain in the in Sefer Shemois on the pasuk Yatsu Bnei Yisrael Al Tzavoisam, and like I say in Yeshaya Membeis, meaning that Klaiso were given a special tsura. Meaning, the Nitzv says the purpose of creation was not just to create the world, was to create the purpose of the world, and the purpose of the world we know call. Hanivra l'shmi u'l'chvaydi barasav. Kal hanikra b'shmi u'l'chvaydi barasav. Everything was created to bring honor to Hashem. So the fruition and the completion of the Bria was Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the giving of the Torah, and the establish uh, and the giving of the Torah. So as Chazal also say, Bereishis b'shvil Torah shenekereishis. As we know, that vayera vayog yoyim hashishi, the whole world was suspended and hinged and hanging on whether Klai Yisrael would be Meqabal the Torah. And HaKadosh Baruch said it in Meqabal the Torah Mutav, otherwise I'll bring the world back to Torah Vavoyu. So the Tachlis Habriya and the Gemar Habriya was Matan Torah. Therefore, since the purpose of creation, creation is not complete until the Torah is given, so Shemois is part two of creation. Yes, the physical world was created, but it has no objective until there is a Jewish people who has a Torah. And therefore, the purpose of the Torah is, it is part two of creation. So, two important things. Number one, the Nitziv cites the Bahag, based on the Gemara, that Shemois is called Book Two. And then the Nitziv explains, why is it called Book Two? Why did the Bahag run out of creative names for Shemais? And the answer is that, no, clearly Shemais is part two of creation. Beresha talks about the creation of the physical universe. Shemais talks about the completion of creation, namely the, that which creation was intended for is now in place, namely the Jewish people and the Torah. So, I would like to humbly add a few important nekudos to this idea that Bereshus is book two. We just read in the Ramban that Bereshus is Sefer HaYetzira because it's the pre-enactment, it's the Masay Avay Simen Labanim of creation. Avraham went down to Mitzrayim, that portends, the Jewish people go down to Mitzrayim. Sarah is abducted, that portends Kalabas Techayon. Paroi is afflicted, that portends Amakos. So then based on the Ramban, there's a very simple reason why Shemais is book two. Bereshis is the pre-enactment, Shemais is the enactment. 
So Lavan runs after Yaakov for seven days, and then Yaakov is free. So the Mitzrim run after the Jewish people for seven days, and then the Yamsaf is split. So Bereshus is the pre-enactment, and Shemais is the enactment. Is there any wonder then why Shemais is book two? Bereshus created what Shemais is the fulfillment of. So of course Shemais is part two of what has been set into motion in Sefer Bereshus. So that I think is another nakuda in why Shemais is called book two. What's I think now... Let's analyze something very interesting. The Nitziv says that the world did not come into fruition until the Torah was given. I want to give you a, uh, a Lamdasha angle on that. Um, there's a very interesting Rivash. Somebody asked the Rivash, a question. I sent uh, a more extensive Mara Makaimais to Rabbi Um Somebody asked the Rivash in Simon Shin Chavchas. Basically, we know there's a principle that you can't be makna to somebody. I can't tell you, you know, tomorrow I'm going to win the lottery. I'm makna to you my earnings when I win. I didn't win it yet. Obviously, tomorrow I'm going to win. But I can't transfer it to you until I actually win. But the Maksha asked the Rivash, no, it seems from Chumash you could be Makna because Yaakov gave over to, uh, because Esav transferred to Yaakov the birthright, which basically there was no based on Mikdash, and there was no double portion yet that Esav inherited. So, how could Esav give over to Yaakov the birthright and the double portion? So from there, the Makshin wanted to prove, yes, Adam Makne Davar Shaloi Bala To which the Rivash responded, that's not a proof. That was before the Torah was given. Ah, before the Torah was given, it's different. Before the Torah was given, you could be Makne Davar Shaloi Bala So comes the Yeshua Ismalkai, Rabbi Shulam Ikutna, and the great Pailish Ga'inim. And he says, what's the difference between before the Torah was given or after the Torah was given? This is not a mitzvah we're talking about that will say it doesn't apply before the Torah was given. The reason why you can't be makna davar shalom is because in order to transfer something, you, you need a certain level of awareness and das. And how can you have sufficient das to transfer something that's not in your possession? So what difference would it make whether it's before the Torah was given or after the Torah was given? So the Yeshua Ismaqah says a wondrous thing. We know the Pasuk says, Vahi Erev, Vahi Voiker, Yom Hashishi. That, and Rashi's by the way, it's Yom Hashishi, it should say Yom Shishi, like it says by the other days, Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Echad, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi. And Rashi quote the Chazal, that the whole world was waiting for the sixth day of creation. That God said, if I give you the Torah on the sixth day of Sivan, excuse me, the whole world was dependent on the sixth day of Sivan, God said, if you accept the Torah on the sixth day of Sivan, the world could exist. If you do not accept the Torah, the world will revert back to Tohu Vavayu. Which indicates that the world didn't really exist until the sixth day of creation. Think about it. The whole world's existence was pending until the sixth day of creation. So the truth is, the entire world was Davar Shaloi Bayla before the Torah was given. 
before the Torah was given, the whole world is davar shalai b'la'ilam. The whole world doesn't exist. The whole world did not come to fruition. We don't know if the world will exist or will revert back to emptiness and nothingness. So therefore, before the Torah was given, everything was lai b'la'ilam. But there had to be kinyanim. I mean, in the meantime, before, we de- before Hashem determines whether the world will exist, there has to be transactions, so it must be. Mibnei tikkuna oilam, for the uh, society to exist. In the meanwhile, God allowed kinyanim on davar shalai bala But once the Torah was given and the world came to be, so then we only allow a kinyan on davar shabala Be it as it may, this demonstrates the idea that creation did not come to fruition and permanence until the Torah was given. And that explains why Sefer Shemais is book two, because it's part two of creation. So I would just add, okay, so why is the Mishkan, why is the subject of the Mishkan in Sefer Shemais, meaning according to the Nitziv, that the reason why Shemais is book two, because it completes creation, okay, the Torah completes creation. The Mishkan doesn't complete recreation. Meaning, according to the Ramban, that Shemais is the book of redemption. We're not redeemed until we return to the level of the Avais. But according to the Natsiv, that it's part two of creation. L'chayra, that's only going on the Torah. The Torah is Mashlim the Bria. The Mishkan is the Mishkan Mashlim the Bria. So let's just be Moisif. Yes, in fact, the Mishkan is also the completion of the world. Here are two examples. First we have a Medrash in Parshas Nasser, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, in the name of the Rajvi, says, it says, Lahakim es ha-mishkan, not Lahakim ha-mishkan, Lahakim es ha-mishkan. What does that mean, Lahakim es ha-mishkan? Says the Medrash, Mishkan acher hekim imai. As Moshe erected the Mishkan, he was putting up a second Mishkan with it. What's the second Mishkan? The world. The world was wobbly. The world was unsolidified. The world was unsubstantiated until the Mishkan was built. Shenikra Ayal. The world's also called an Ayal. Kishem Shamishka Nikra Ayal Mayim. Like it says, Zayim Tachim Ba'ayal Ka'ayal Lashaves. Says the matter, Sha'ad Shaloi Hukama Mishkan Hayah Ayalam Roises. The world was wobbly until the Mishkan was erected. Once the Mishkan was erected, the world was solidified. So this gives more Hezber to the words of the Nitziv. The Nitziv learns the entirety of Shemais' book too, because the Bria did not come to Hashlama until the Torah was given, which is Tachlas Habria. We're just adding the Mishkan also was needed to solidify the world, hence... The parshas Chumat Saba Vayakob Kuda are also included in the Bria Shamayim Ba'aretz. Furthermore, the Medr says in Parshas Nasai that each part of the Mishkan actually corresponded to another Chelek of the world. Es HaMishkan, the Medr says, Shushakal Keneged HaOilam, the Mishkan was Keneged the world which is called an oil. Bereshus bara leikim. And God, uh, the heavens, the heavens are like a curtain. Noite shamayim kairia. The Mishkan had curtains. It says on the second day, Hashem made a firmament to be mavdil. And the Mishkan, there was a, a havdalah, the paraychas. 
On the third day, the water gathered in the Mishkan, the water gathered in the Kiar. On the fourth day, there were luminaries in the Mishkan, there was a Menorah. On the fifth day, there were birds in the Mishkan, there were Kruvim. the sixth day, there was Adam, and the Mishkan, there was Aroin HaKoyen. V'chol Adam lo except for Aroin. On the seventh day, Vayechulu in the Mishkan, Vatecha. By the way, now we understand why the Gemara tells us that Yoidea Hoya Betzalel, Letzarei Fa'oisir, Shinivrovem Shamayim Va'aretz. Betzalel knew how to combine the letters with which Hashem created the world. So I always wondered, good for him. I'm, I'm very glad Betzalel knew how to do that. But why is it relevant to me? Why do Chazal need to tell me Betzalel knew that? Why did he have to know that? Why did Betzalel need to know the letters with which Hashem formulated heaven? And the answer is, because the Mishkan, number one, solidifies the world. So if by building the Mishkan, you're building the world, you need to know how to build a world. And the Mishkan is a microcosm of the world. So in order to make a microcosm of the world, you need to know how to make a world. So therefore, Chazal say, Yoidea haya betzalel letzarif bohem, so, so far, we learned that Bereisha, that Shemais is the book of redemption. According to the Ramban, we were not redeemed until we reverted back to the level of the Avais, and we added, we were not redeemed until we reverted back to the level of Adamarish and Gan Eden. Then says that Shemais is book two, because it's part two of creation. So we added that Perhaps the reason why it's called Book 2 is that Bereshus is the pre-enactment of events, Shemais is the enactment, and in terms of being part 2 of creation, we brought out how the Mishkan is also needed to solidify creation, and the Mishkan is analogous to creation, and let's just conclude with one more segment. Again, Shemais, according to Bahag, is called Book 2. And let's discuss the following subject. One of the most common themes in the Chumash, especially Sefer Bereshis, is the four Malchiois. It's one of my favorite topics. We know that um, every time in Bereshis you have the number four, the Medrash says it's referring to the Dalit Goliath. Whether it's um, whether it's the four rivers in Gan Eden, whether it's the four kings that Abraham Avinu attacked, Again and again and again, Chazal say that there's a reference for the, to the Dalad Malchios, and in the Medrash, the Dalad Malchios are always referred to as um, Bavel, Madai, Yavon, Edoim. That's the opinion of the Ramban as well. We know that Ibn Ezra learns the third Golos is Yavon and Edoim together, and the fourth Golos is Yishmael. But the opinion of the Medrash is no, Bavel, Madai, Yavon, and Edoim. The million dollar question is that Chazal for some reason don't count the most, the first and perhaps the most frightening of all the Goliaths and that is Golis Mitzrayim. And the basic idea advanced by the Arizal is that Mitzrayim is not a prat, Mitzrayim is a klal. All general principles have details. The four Goliaths are the four pratim, Mitzrayim is the Golis Koilelas. Mitzrayim encompasses all four. That's what we learned two weeks ago. That actually, the brothers went down to Mitzrayim four times. First they went down without Binyamin, then they went down with Binyamin, then they went down with Yaakov, and then they came back after Yaakov's burial. Because in Mitzrayim is encompassed all the various Goliaths. In fact, the Arizal says 
that the four Goliaths correspond to the four letters of the Yud Kei Vav Kei, and Mitzrayim corresponds to the Kutsai Shel Yud, the thorn of the Yud, which encompasses all four letters. This is symbolized in the Pasuk, Vayakutsu, Vayakutsu, the Kutsai Shel Yud of Mitzrayim. So Mitzrayim is the general Golos, as the Chida brings uh, the Remez, Ve'ela Shemois Bnei Yisrael, Haboim, Boim, Bavel Edoim Yavon, Bavel, Edoim, Yavon, and Madai. And Mitzrayim is the all-encompassing Golos. In fact, we were supposed to be in Mitzrayim 430 years. We got out basically after only 86 years. We only did 86 years of time. We still owe another 344 years. That's why the Taras Chaim says on Pesach, we take Dalet Koisos. 86, 86, 86, 86 equals 344 to get us out of those 344 uh, years. That's why whenever there's um, decrees on the Jewish people, they're referred to as Golos Shmad. What's Shmad? What kind of name is Shmad? Because Shmad is 344, those are the 344 years that we still owe in Mitzrayim. And we had to make it up through the various four Golosim throughout time. Who could take us out of those 344 years? Only Moshe. Moshe's Gematria, the Chida says 345. Moshe, you have one more than the 344, you could yank us out of the 344. But Mitzrayim encompasses all Golosim, and the redemption from Mitzrayim then also encompasses the future redemption. In fact, the same way Golos Mitzrayim is the pre-enactment of all the four Golosim, the redemption from Mitzrayim is the pre-enactment of all redemptions. That's why Chazal say in Masech the Rosh Hashanah, Benisan negalu, uvenisan asidun legal. In Nisan we were redeemed, and Nisan were destined to redeemed. Why? Just because we redeemed the first time in Nisan, does that mean we're going to redeem the second time in Nisan? Well, just because something happened uh, the first time around in a certain month, it has to happen the second time around? The answer is redemption from Egypt was the masse of a simen labanim of the future redemption. And this is really enunciated explicitly by the Navi. As the Novi Micha says, And Rabbeinu Bechayi writes in at least six places that all the prophets agree, the Pamale, that the future redemption will parallel the original redemption. We, there will be Makos against the nations of the world. There will be a splitting of the Yamsuf. We will travel through the Midbar. And Moshe, as our Chaim HaKadosh says, Moshe was the Goyal Rishon. And Ma Shahaya Hu Shayya. Moshe is Rashitevis, Ma Shahaya Hu Shayya. Moshe will redeem us again. That is why the Shlach Kadar says that Tishabav is called a Moyed. Why? Because uh, ultimately we will celebrate the future redemption on Tishabav. That is why the Shlach says, Atbash. The same night of the year that the first night of Pesach comes out is always the same night of the year as Tishabav. What have Pesach got to do with Tishabav? Because on Tishabav we will be redeemed, and it parallels the redemption from Mitzrayim, like it says, And therefore, we could suggest another reason why Shemais is called Book 2. Because while the Ramban said, Bereshis is the book of creation, 
of the history of the Jewish people, that whatever happened to the Avais will happen to Klal Yisrael. But Beresh has created the first chapter of the history of the Jewish people. From the year, let's say, 20, and, um, whatever will happen after the year 2448 until the year 6000. But what will create the second chapter of the history of the Jewish people? What will create the Yemois HaMashiach? Sefer Shemois. Sefer Shemois creates the second chapter of our history, the chapter of Arenu Neflois, of the future redemption. And therefore, Beratius is the book of creation, and Shemois is the book two. What's book two? The second chapter of our history. Beratius is the pre-enactment of the first stage of our history. Shemois is the pre-enactment of the second stage, the final stage of our history. And uh, so, just to recap, we uh, added just four points to the Ramban and the Nitziv. The Ramban learns Sefer Shemais is the book of exile and redemption, and we're not redeemed until we go back to the level of the Avais. We just added we're not redeemed until we return to the Madrega of Hashras Hashchina that existed in Gan Eden. Then Nitziv says Shemais is called Book Two. Why is it called Book Two? Because it's the completion of creation. We added three Nukudais to this idea that Shemais is Book Two. Number one, it's book two because Beratius is the pre-enactment of our history. Shemais is the fulfillment of it. Many of the activities of the Avais came to fruition in Shemais. But furthermore, it's book two, not only Kabbalah's HaTorah, but even the Hakamas HaMishkan is part of the completion of creation. Number one, the world was wobbly until the Mishkan was erected. Number two, the Mishkan is a microcosm of the universe, so it's part of the um, creation. That's why B'Tzalel needed to know the letters with which Hashem combined heaven and earth. And finally, if Beratius created the first chapter of our history, Shemais will create the Masa, the, is the Masa Avesim Labanim to the final redemption, may we be zoicheh to it, b'meher of yameinu. And therefore, as we read Sefer Shemais, these are really the most important parashiyos. And that is because this is the recipe of what is in store for us. You know, people think we read these parashiyos and we sit around the tent and we tell our kids, Ah! Hashem brought frogs to the Egyptians and Hashem brought makos to the Mitzrayim. And we think we're reliving past history. No, 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 no. That's not the purpose of these books. The purpose of these books is not to relive past history. The purpose of these books is to anticipate coming attractions. A person needs to tell their children, all the makos Hashem brought on Mitzrayim, God will bring on our enemies throughout the world. He will afflict them. He will destroy them. Esav, and not only Esav, Yishmael as well, the Zayar Kadosh says. So these parashiyos, we read and we anticipate the Kimet Seis, Chameyos, Hussam, Rehna, Flois. Have a wonderful day everyone, Bracha Vatzlacha. Next Monday there will not be a shir, we will pick it up, Be'ez Hashem, the following Monday in the new calendar year.
Bracha v'atzlacha kaltav. Kaltav. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.